Okay, I might as well say it because I know you're thinking it. The Sunday after Christmas is a bit of a come down, isn't it? After crowds of worshipers in four services on Christmas Eve, dozens of, <laughs> of singers, glorious anthems, brass and band, candles, pageants of children with tilted halos, we gather back here this morning. For one service with beautiful voices, okay, beautiful voices, but few, right? And no poinsettias. Did you notice they're gone? No poinsettias. It's almost as if the church takes a collective breather, pausing after the great celebration of Christmas and asking one question. What now? What now? I mean, the story has been told. The baby's been born. The joy to the world and silent nights have been sung. What now? It's really a very human reaction, isn't it? When you spend a lot of time and energy preparing for something special, there's always a bit of a letdown when it's over. And the question hangs in the air, what now? The weekend after the big wedding, the week after the birth of the baby, the days after the graduation or funeral or retirement party or diagnosis or the closing of the business, what now is actually an appropriate logical question, isn't it? Well, Mary and Joseph were no exception, my friends. After the angels disappeared and the shepherds went back to their flocks, the Gospel of Luke records that this young couple had to move on. They faced the question, what now? And out of necessity, they began to fulfill their obligations as Jewish parents. But you can imagine the questions that they pondered in their hearts, the things they longed to understand, the things they needed to have explained. Like every set of young parents, they needed to provide for their young son, and they worried about his future. The Gospel of Luke tells us that they did the only thing they knew to do. The only answer they had to the question, what now? And that is that they saw that Jesus got circumcised on the eighth day, according to the law. They went to the temple. They went to the temple to make that sacrifice at every young Jewish couple made after the birth of their first son. Angels' songs and shepherd's stories gave way to the practical concerns and the religious duty for Mary and Joseph. There in Jerusalem, there lived this devout, spirit-filled man named Simeon. He was advanced in age and he prayed day after day for the consolation or the redemption, or the salvation of Israel. But here's the thing. The more Simeon prayed for God's salvation, the stronger Rome became. The more Simeon prayed for God to be present in his people, the stronger sin and godlessness became. Now, Simeon had been told that he would see the Messiah before his death. 
But he could feel age creeping into his bones and spirit. And he knew that his time on earth grew short. So can't you imagine Simeon asking, what now, O God? Could you blame him for asking, what now? Then it happens. The Spirit of God leads Simeon to the temple just as Mary and Joseph show up for their sacrifice on Jesus' behalf. It's one of those classic biblical encounters, right? The young couple just beginning a really long, hard road that they don't understand with so many unknowns and questions. They come face to face with an old man at the end of life filled with hope and faith. What now? What now? Can't you just imagine the sight? An old man with stiff back and and trembling, wrinkled hands reaches out and takes the fresh, pink child into his arms. One life just beginning and another coming to an end, embracing in the sight of everyone there that day in the temple. And in the holiness of that moment and that place, Simeon begins to pray and sing. And Simeon's song, like the song you heard right before this sermon, it was a song of gratitude, a song of hope, a song of salvation. As Simeon lifts that child and stares into Jesus' eyes, he finds the answer to every what now moment that the world has ever faced or will ever face. Every what now moment that we have faced or will ever face. He finds the answer to every human longing, every human failing. And he finds the answer to every promise of salvation that our God ever made. Now, he says, now I can die in peace. Now my eyes have seen the redemption you planned for the world. Thanks be to God. We don't really know what Joseph and Mary thought about this. The gospel, in an understated way, just says that they were amazed. So many things they didn't know, they didn't understand, so many unanswered questions. You can almost hear them ask the devout, spirit-filled Simeon, what now, old man? What's going to happen next? And what an answer Simeon gives them. What now? Well, because of this child, your child, this Jesus, the entire world will receive salvation. This little one will cause people, families, nations to make a choice for or against the kingdom of God. This infant will grow and he's going to cause the rise and the fall of many. This son of yours, because he is also God's son, will redeem the world. Oh, and there is this, says Simeon. The road will be long and it will be difficult and your heart, your heart will be broken and pierced many times over. But the song of the redeemed, the song I sing, the song that began at this child's birth, it will never be silenced. 
The song of the redeemed, the song I sing, will carry you. And it will carry the faithful who love your son through every evil, every sin, every difficulty and obstacle that is to come. My eyes have seen your salvation, O God. Now I can depart in peace. Your glory and your light will carry the world from darkness and despair. And your redemption is secure. Our redemption is secure. Alleluia. Amen. That was old Simeon's song. The song of the redeemed. A song of hope and peace. A song of joy and transformation. And it is a song the world still desperately needs to hear. And I believe a song we need to hear on a Sunday like this one right before the beginning of a new year. 2020. I have a hard time even saying it. 2020. What now? What next? Those are good questions for a new year, aren't they? What now for you? What now for your family, for this church, for our world? I don't know about you, but for me, that question, what now, it literally is hanging in the air on these last few days of the year. Maybe you're here today like Simeon. Maybe you come to the end of this year with a question or a desire so strong, so important, that praying about it, hoping for it, has created a rhythm in your soul. Maybe like Simeon, you ask, what now? Will 2020 be the year when healing takes place? When the broken is made whole? When I find peace about that thing, that relationship, that loss? When I receive or extend forgiveness? When God's plan or design arises from the mess of our world? When my hope is restored, what now? Or maybe you're here today like young Mary and Joseph. Maybe like that pair, you ask, what now? What will the roller coaster of my life bring for me in 2020? And how can I possibly manage anything more? Maybe like that young couple, you are afraid, unsure about the future. Maybe you feel like too much is being asked of you, that the world is too scary and uncertain, that there is no clear step forward for you or your family or this messed up place we live. Well, friends, if that's the case, you have come to the right place this morning. Just as Simeon came with deep questions to the temple and just as Mary and Joseph came with uncertainty to God's house, we come to this sanctuary and hear all our questions, fears, hopes, dreams. They are welcome. Hear every what now and what next does find an answer. Because it's here that we're reminded of the song of the redeemed that Simeon sang so long ago. The song we still sing. 
Here we're reminded that our eyes have seen God's salvation. Maybe not the way we asked for it, not the way we wanted it, not the way we expected it, but that our eyes have seen God's salvation. And here we're reminded that God's salvation is still being prepared for the whole world. Little by little, imperceptible at times, but being prepared nonetheless. And here we're reminded that God shines a light into the darkest regions of life, a light that is never extinguished. Here we're reminded that our God loves us, that our God loves this world, that our God loves our hopes and questions, loves us enough to come to us in unexpected and astounding ways. In a tiny, helpless child in a manger, in a silent, willing sacrifice on a cross, in the powerful presence of an empty tomb, and in the everyday swirling of wind and fire that we call the Spirit. Friends, as we enter 2020, I invite you to hear again the song of redemption, to open your eyes once more to the salvation prepared for us. Like young Mary and Joseph, there is so much that we can't know. We can't know what 2020 holds for those we love, what 2020 holds for our world, what it holds for those in great pain and need. But friends, we know who holds us. Like old Simeon, we can't know the unfolding of our hopes and dreams in the next 365 years. Uh, Days, excuse me. 365 days. But we know who unfolds our days with mercy and grace, don't we? We cannot know what news or events, what people or challenges might pierce our hearts this year. But we do know who sings mercy over every situation, who makes every challenge and question, every unknown ahead, manageable, bearable, and livable, don't we? My eyes have seen your salvation, O God, sang Simeon. Now I can depart with peace, the old priest proclaimed. Your glory and light will carry the world from darkness and despair. It redeems us, sang our choir. Alleluia. Amen. Friends, Begin this new year listening for old Simeon's song. Look for the song of the redeemed because it is that song that will carry us through the next 365 days. Because it's now. Now when the crowd is small and the energy is low, when the fun and celebration is over, that Christmas really begins to matter. That the song of the redeemed absolutely must be sung. The poet Anne Weems puts it this way. Later, after the angels, after the stable, after the child, they went back, as we always must, back to the world that doesn't understand our talk of angels and stars, and especially not the child. 
we go back complaining that it doesn't last. They went back singing praises to God. We do have to go back, but we can still sing the alleluias. Brothers and sisters in Christ, open your ears to Simeon's song. Listen, it comes without brass or candles or angel choirs or children's pageants. The song of the redeemed announces that God is in charge of the next 365 days, that God's love and mercy are stronger than anything they might bring us. May our lives sing that song. May this church sing that song. Because our eyes have seen God's salvation. And that salvation brings peace. And we know that God's glory and light carries this world and carries us from darkness and despair, always and forever. Alleluia and happy new year. Let us pray. God, once again, we have heard your song. We have heard your song that light shines in the darkness and darkness cannot overcome it. And we are going to sing that song into this new year. We're going to watch for that light and we're going to be that light. Be with us and bring us in this new year your hope. In Jesus' name. Amen.